Good morning and welcome to Sips of Sanity. I'm Kelly. Good morning, I'm Karen. We are on day one. Happy April. Oh God. We are just crossing every possible finger hoping that the snow is going to melt. I have my toes crossed. Yep. Okay, that's fair. Um, So we are somewhat in spring um, and we're in a shift of seasons right now. And hopefully for a lot of people who maybe suffered from seasonal affective disorder, uh, we'll be coming out the other end as it's getting lighter, the days are getting longer, and we're feeling more hopeful about what's coming. Uh, however, we do want to talk this month about depression. Mm-hmm. And specifically, Karen, I know you were watching a lot of TED Talks on depression from a lot of different speakers, and one of them wrote the book called Lost Connections. Johan Hari is the author of that book, Kelly. Yes, and his whole concept is based around the idea that depression stems from lost connections. Mm -hmm. And so his book goes through all the different types of connections that contribute to the feeling and experience of depression. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to preface all of this by saying that we're not going to go into detail today um, where it comes into scientifically into the brain. Meaning that we're not talking as any kind of expert on the gene aspect or the biological aspect. Right. We're going to leave that for the psychiatrists and the psychologists. And the neuroscientists. Yes. Yeah. Those people, and hopefully we can have more on the show who can talk about depression from that angle where it might be beneficial for somebody to take medication. But we're not going to touch that because that's not within our scope. Now, having said that, if you are interested in that aspect of depression, I would highly recommend this book. His journey through his own depression is actually very medical in the beginning. And what allows him to be able to go forward and write this book is his discovery of what medication was actually doing to the rest of his body. Mm -hmm. While it was meant to fix the brain, it was harming the rest of his body and Mm -hmm. causing more depression. Right. So... We're going to go into more of the psychosocial aspects of depression and the connections that are lost and then cause symptoms and experiences. In the hope that if you're listening to this and you're suffering with your own level of depression, and, and I think everybody does at some point, or maybe most people, maybe I should never say everybody, um, but most people do to some degree. Yeah, even situational depression. Thank you. That's what I was going to say. Sorry. <laughs> Because life gives us shitty things Mm. or challenging things. And hopefully as we go through these shows, people can say, yes, I can resonate with that one and then can come through it and see some tools to come out the other end. Perfect. So the first lost connection that we're going to talk about is a disconnection from other people. Yes, and we're going to do this show on two of them, and the second one will be from meaningful values, but let's first focus on the disconnect from others. Mm -hmm. Uh, My head goes immediately to when someone dies. Oh, okay. In the grieving process, if we don't find a purpose as to why they died or what we can do with our lives again, if we don't go through a healthy grieving process... We get stuck in what can become a depression. Yeah, and I want to reference one of the shows that we did in Coffee with the Sarlows, and it's called Depression Versus Grieving, Mm -hmm. because they are not one in the same. But Mm -hmm. like you said, if grieving doesn't happen healthily over a period of time, it can turn into a depression. Mm -hmm. 
And that's important because a lot of people still go to doctors the day after they've lost their loved one and the doctor says, you're depressed. No, you're not. You're crying. You're grieving. You're hurting. You're in heartbreak. Mm-hmm. And, and when some people come out of a significant loss and find some purpose in it, maybe they find meaning. Maybe they go to a support group or they create purpose in some way to commemorate that person or to connect to them since they've crossed over. And Cal, this is something that I love doing as a medium is being able to help people connect again to those who crossed over. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the coolest ways to get through a grieving process and prevent it from becoming depression. Mm -hmm. Because if you find out that they're not suffering or that they are still around you or that you still have some unhealthy societal or religious beliefs that they're gone far, far away. They're in a heaven or a hell or a purgatory or a limbo or all of these different types of things that religions want us to believe because that's their idea. If we take on their idea and their belief system and imprint it in our own experience as a human, it can lead to a depression Mm -hmm. because we don't then have any ability to believe that we actually can connect to them again until we die too. And that is wrong. It's incorrect. It's a form of creating your own suffering. Absolutely. Well, I think it's a form of them creating other people's suffering. Fair. And at some point you take ownership of your belief system. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with you, but I just want to say that it begins that way. I agree. And eventually, yes, you have to participate in it. Okay, so my head actually first goes to your support group, not necessarily having lost someone to death, but losing a friend, having a falling out, maybe even distance where one has moved away and it's not in your routine now to see each other or experience different events together. And I know a lot of people will say I'm really bad at keeping in touch. Well, then do something about it. Yeah, but we're saying that the disconnect can happen when they're out of sight and become out of mind. Okay. And and I guess what I'm going to try and do is say, then there is Zoom, there is FaceTime, Skype, telephone, visiting, depending on location. But there are a variety of ways to create a connection again. Good mm-hmm. old fashioned writing a letter, sending a card, a postcard, a Marco Polo video. There, yeah, we have ample ways to stay in touch now. And what it really boils down to is intention. Setting an intention to carve out time in your day to send a quick text or to pick up the phone and call. I know there are days where I will call friends. I know they're at work. I know they're not going to pick up. And I think what a lovely voicemail I could leave that they could get at the end of their day. Mm-hmm. And it's something light. It's just an I'm thinking of you or a well wishes. And it creates that feeling of connection, even if we don't directly connect. Mm -hmm. And I think when we're feeling depressed, we want to isolate ourselves because we think, and I remember Meredith saying this in Grey's Anatomy, she didn't want to bring everybody else down at the party. Yeah, she didn't want to infect the happy people. Oh, that's how she worded it. So we have to be able to say, well, that's too bad. I'm going to the party. I need to be around these people and I have to let them adult. If they don't want to be around me, then they can figure that out. 
they can do what they need, but I need to be around others. And I might be quiet. I might not talk as much as others, but I can still be present even if I'm quiet. Okay, I want to take that example and kind of blend our two disconnections in this show because the next one is meaningful values, a disconnect from meaningful values. And when you're talking about going to a party, being around people, but not necessarily feeling in a great mood, this is where you have to be very certain of what you value and understand what situations you're putting yourself in and with whom. Because if I don't value loud, busy places as a feeling of being connected to people or alcohol, then I can go to a million different parties and still feel very alone. Mm-hmm. I may need to say to friends, no, thank you to that invite. But when you have time on Sunday, could we do a one-on-one together? I feel more connected that way, or I enjoy our friendship more that way. Or how about going to the big party And still being able to enjoy a conversation with one person. Absolutely. Finding that one person and being able to really feel connected to them because of the quality of your conversation. Yes. And the connection doesn't have to be that you feel understood. The connection doesn't even have to be that you have equal time talking. Mm -hmm. It could be that the connection is this person is fascinating and I feel inspired again. Mm -hmm. Or this person has a lot to share and I want to be a good listener right now. Mm -hmm. And you can feel connected, not necessarily having gotten anything out of the exchange, other than maybe just the understanding that you helped that you validated someone, and that in turn validates you. Well, that goes right to purpose, because now you're feeling that you have a purpose again. Yes, and we are going to talk more about that in another show. So we'll kind of hold that thought, Mm -hmm. because we want to create another example for you of disconnection from other people. Okay. I think of people feeling eventually depressed, Because they stay in a marriage or in a relationship that doesn't really sit well with them. It's in conflict with their values. There, you just bridged it again. Yeah. And they stay anyway for other reasons. So I may value a friendship, but not have one with my partner because I'm staying for the financial reasons. I value sexual relationships with people. I want that. I don't have it with my partner or it's not fulfilling my needs, but I stay for the children or I stay because I don't have another place to go or I stay because really I'm too scared to try and figure this out. And because I don't bother trying to even figure it out, my depression stays with me even if I do go to a party and connect to somebody. Because I'm never really meeting my needs in the primary relationship. And I think that somehow, if I have my poop in a group in all other aspects of my life, then maybe my soul is just not going to notice that my main relationship is dysfunctional and makes me so unhappy and so frustrated, frustrated because I'm not changing anything, sad because I'm not actually getting my needs met angry because I'm not taking any positive action. And so my depression is that I'm stuck. I'm stuck because I don't change anything. 
I think that was perfectly said because those examples that we gave touch on the need as humans for belongingness. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about our primary relationships not fulfilling that need. Yeah. If you're not in love with your partner, you can't feel that you belong to each other. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, in those primary relationships, if there isn't a connection, a real connection, then we are likely in many ways not being seen not being heard, not being understood, right? All the ways that a human feels validated over and over again, we actually feel invalidated. Mm -hmm. And how do you fight against that? Kelly, can I reference that we did a Sips of Sanity series on all of those qualities? November 2016. I give it out as homework every single time I have a coaching client. Oh, I see. I was going to say, holy shit, that was good that you knew that one. Well, it's it's burned in my brain. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then it will now be burned in mine. It's it's a tool that should always be in your back pocket. I, I, th- I like to think about all of those needs in each of my relationships mm-hmm. and assess that. And then I know when I'm at the end, let's say the beginning of the end of a relationship, I know when I'm there before... I actually get to the end because those five needs are not being met. So I'm not shocked. I don't Mm. feel immobilized. I don't feel like I'm even going down the road of depression. No, you just, you can have an emotional detachment of, okay, this makes sense. Now what? Yes. And then I start investing in a different friendship. And so you're hearing now to listeners that you can leave relationships without having to go through depression. Exactly. It doesn't have to be a fight. No. It it can can just be a choice. That's right. And it actually can be very peaceful. It can be very respectful. It can be very kind. And it can be healthy and healing for both people. Perfect. That was a great little bow. Okay. So we'll wrap up day one. And tomorrow we'll be back talking about disconnection from meaningful work as well as status and respect. So stay tuned. If you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at Otherwise, have a beautiful Monday.